Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Somehow it just becomes our assumption in the hospital that we just give the postpartum Pitocin without even asking the patient because it's part of the policy and it's just like so standard and ingrained in us. And... As the years passed and as I read more and as I heard more stories and as my patients have given me feedback, I realized that most of the time I wasn't like actually telling the patient beforehand and patients would ask me like, what's going on? What is this that you're giving me right now via IV? And so now I'm a lot more mindful to tell my patients and explain to them that we administer this after birth and the reasons why. Giving birth is one of the most significant events of your life. Sadly, the joy that you should feel can often be replaced with anxiety and helplessness instead. As a labor and delivery nurse, I'm revealing insider information to educate you, reassure you, and decrease your fear. In this podcast, you'll hear empowering birth stories and experts weigh in on a range of topics. Being Jewish also has me exploring Judaism's influence on the reproductive experience. However, I speak to anyone wishing to navigate their journey with more joy and confidence. I'm your host, Hani Fingerer, and you're listening to the Happy Birthway Podcast. Welcome to episode 63 of the Happy Birthway Podcast. You are finally getting your postpartum Pitocin episode. Now, I just want to say that postpartum Pitocin is really a subcategory of a broader topic of postpartum hemorrhage. And so I'm going to be specifically really addressing just the surface of the postpartum Pitocin. And hopefully soon I will be able to do a longer episode exploring more information about postpartum hemorrhage. Um, So I'm going to be answering questions like, who should be getting postpartum Pitocin? How effective is it? What rate? What route? And things like that. I'm also going to go over just a little overview about postpartum hemorrhage in general, because it's important to know when talking about postpartum Pitocin. So these are the questions that I'm going to answer in this episode. But before I do that, firstly, I wanted to let you know, a little bit sad, but my online course, After the Birth, which has been so successful, I launched it a little over a year ago. Um, It's helped dozens of mothers, somewhere close to 100, and I've gotten such great feedback about it. Unfortunately, as all good things must come to an end, on December 31st, 2022, it is no longer going to be offered for purchase. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be putting out resources about, um, you know, the, the postpartum period. However, it's going to be rolled into a larger course coming up in a few months. So stay tuned for that. Um, but given that it is retiring, this is your last chance to actually purchase it. It is being sold for a much more affordable price because it's a standalone 
course. And um, in the future, it's going to be incorporated into a larger course that's going to cost more money. And um, also, you know, if you're giving birth within the next few months, you're not going to um, be in time for the next rollout, uh, God willing, that I'm going to be having. So I recommend that you get this course. Um, And I am giving you a 30% off discount code, last chance. So use that discount code in order to get 30% off of the course. So, you know, either even a further financial um, gain advantage for you to get this course now at this time. The course is normally it's best to take it like after 32 weeks. But if you are less than 32 weeks and still want to take advantage of this offer, then you can buy it, you can email me, and I will just delay your access to it because you get 90 days of access. So I will delay your access to it at the time that you want to actually start it so that you have 90 days because you do want to start it at a time where um, you'll have a week or two of the course for reference after you give birth. It's not exhaustive of a postpartum um, course. It's a concentrated a lot on the earlier days of postpartum um, and what's going on because those are just the most intense days. So it's divided into three different modules and then further each module is subdivided into a bunch of different topics. So each topic is, I don't know, five, six minutes long, I think at most 10 minutes long. Um, And so easy reference if you're interested in something specific. If let's say you're not really interested in learning about C-sections, recovery because you're not expecting to have a c-section which by the way anybody who's pregnant can have a c-section even if you've had five vaginal beautiful deliveries um I mean, a C-section can be a beautiful delivery, too, which just can catch you by surprise. Um, So I do think everyone should have an overview a little bit of everything. But let's say, you know, um, you didn't really concentrate on that and you did have a C-section and you want to go back for reference, then you can do that in that way. So it's really easy to access, especially like, you know, postpartum, you're just so scatterbrained. So it's really easy to access any specific topic that you want. You can go online, yoladedacademy.com slash store and find, um, you, you could get a sneak peek, you can get more information. But again, you have not many days left until the course is retired. Um, and bonus, especially given Hanukkah is coming up, I created a gift voucher that you can buy to gift to someone um, who is having a baby. And this is a baby gift that is going to go so much farther than a cute baby stretchy or personalized blanket. Those are beautiful too, but they're kind of so cliche. And don't worry, the mother gets lots of gifts for her baby, but how much how many gifts does the mother get that's for herself? Because it's beautiful to give a baby gift. And it does make a mother happy to be able to have nice things for her baby. But at the same time, how much more of an impact is it on the mother when you give something specifically for her to honor the hard work that is giving birth and recovering after that? And yes, also Manny Petty is nice. And, you know, these kinds of things are nice, too, to give to the mother and cute fuzzy slippers. But 
all of that is going to pass. But if anyone here listening has had a baby, you know that you're going to remember your birth and the days and weeks thereafter, your recovery after your birth, maybe even more so than the actual birth because it lasts for a longer period of time. And so how much of an impact would a gift like this make to a new mother that you can affect the entire trajectory of her postpartum healing because she's going to be equipped with the knowledge that she needs that is going to empower her to get the most out of her postpartum and to feel really supported. Um, and so you can go again on yoleddedacademy.com slash store. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see that there's a gift voucher option that you can get. And the code last chance is also applicable to that gift voucher. And so once you buy the gift voucher, you will get an email with a beautiful gift certificate image that you can print out if you'd like or just forward that to the gift recipient together with a, um, a code, a unique code that she will use in order to access the course. And guess what? I won't tell anyone, but when the recipient actually goes to checkout to use her gift voucher code, she's going to see the sticker price, the full price for the online course. And she's not going to know unless she listens to this podcast or follows me on Yola Did Academy on uh, Instagram. But she's not going to know um, that you didn't pay sticker price for the course. So she's going to think that, you know, you paid for the full value. So I won't tell her. It will be our little secret. Um, and Hanukkah is coming up. So it's a nice Hanukkah gift as well. Um, but take advantage because it's not going to last long. I'm going to put the link in the episode show notes for it. So, um, you know, feel free to go into the episode show notes. Um, when you go into like Spotify or Apple, if you click on the description, um, you know, the, there are links over there that you can actually tap and it will take you to all the different things that we talk about. So, um, or any of the other app apps that stream podcasts. And by the way, so Spotify is adorable. Can I just say Spotify, if you're listening to this, you are adorable. Because if anyone here is listening on Spotify, they'll know that they get kind of like a recap of um, what was most listened to, you know, what you listen to the most, um, which podcasts were your top podcasts and all kinds of just cute statistics for the past year. Well, they also do that for podcasters. And I got like just such a sweet little, it's called Wrapped. Um, and it just said such beautiful things like the fact that my podcast on Spotify only, so not on all of the other platforms, but on Spotify, first of all, I had like 1,200 minutes, so 1,200 minutes of um, a podcast air time that I uploaded. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's crazy that I spoke for so many minutes, but you know, there's a lot to say. And also I ranked at the top 5% of podcasts for um, followers, uh, I guess as to, you know, whoever listens, how many of them are actually following me in proportion. And um, my podcast has been listened to in 45 different countries. Whoa. And um, it's like ranked the top, I don't know, percent. But 
it was just really, really heartwarming and nice. So thank you. I just, you know, need to thank you all for sticking around here and coming here time and time again. Um, And one more thing before I start with the postpartum Pitocin information, I got a beautiful email from somebody a few weeks, months, probably a month and a half back that I've been meaning to read to you. And again, it just brought me such, you know, joy when I read it. Unfortunately, I mean, joy, this is, it it brought me a, a real sense of purpose and satisfaction when I read this email, because I'm gonna read it to you and you're gonna know why. So this is for from, um, you know, a listener, and she wrote, I wanted to thank you for an amazing podcast. I love listening to all your episodes. I don't know how I came across it, but the first episode I listened to was number 26. I'm going to stop reading the email and let you know that number 26 was the episode where I talked about um, how I had to advocate for my daughter who has kidney issues and recurrent urinary tract infections and such. It's a pretty cool rant, if I may say so myself. Um, People love that episode. So, um, you know, go back and listen to that. But that was the first episode that this listener heard. And she doesn't know how she came across that one first, but I suspect it's like, you know, Google uh, listening to her talking about this stuff and then popping it up on her, whichever app she listens to. Because, you know, these days, all of these platforms are a little creepy. So I'll talk about something to my husband and then lo and behold, all the ads that I get on Instagram are now about that. So, you know, you know what I mean. But I guess in this case, it was... uh, really, really helpful. Okay, back to what she writes. Little did I know that a month later, I would end up in the emergency department at the hospital with my 11-month-old daughter, and a second time a few months later with a UTI. After seeing urology and then doing the VCUG, she got a diagnosis of VUR, and if you want to know what these things are, You can listen to the episode to know in depth, but it's a diagnosis test and a condition of the, you know, the urological tract that is abnormal um, and causes recurrent UTI. So this daughter of hers um, got the diagnosis and it's the same diagnosis that my daughter has. Now let's continue reading her email. It was so helpful to know some background about the urine collection because I talk about that in the episode. Okay, back In parentheses, she writes, still, we had trouble because it was not a pediatric hospital and the nurses there used a bag. And then when they moved her upstairs to pediatric floor, they said they need to catheterize her. So I waited hours for her to pee in the bag for no reason. They explained upstairs that they would only say it's a true infection if it's straight from a catheter at this age. And that's just because um, there's a much greater likelihood of contamination of the urine if it's in a bag because it's kind of like sitting there and touching the child's skin um, where there's just the regular normal bacteria that doesn't cause infection, but it can contaminate the urine. So a straight catheter would actually just give you the most accurate result because it's sterile. It's not touching any other bacteria. It's literally just taking whatever's coming out of the urethra. And that's like when you, if you go for a clean catch to get your urine tested, you know how you have to wipe from front to back once, twice, 
and uh, then collect the urine midstream. It's called a clean catch because we want to eliminate as much as possible of surrounding bacteria on the tissue that, again, is not something that infects you. It's not something that's in your um, urethra, but your urinary tract, but it's at the same time going to contaminate the sample and you're not gonna be able to get a true understanding of what's going on. Okay, back to the email. Now she is 22 months and on prophylactic antibiotics, so we are hoping she outgrows the UR. I don't know why it took me so long to write this email, but I just wanted to thank you for all the episodes and the amazing work that you do. I recommend your podcast to everyone, which thank you so much for recommending my podcast. It means so much to me. If any of you recommend my podcast, you want to send me like a quick note by email or message or any any way just to let me know because it really makes me feel good. Or best even best thing you could do is, is go on Apple Podcasts if you have access, even if you don't listen, if you have an Apple account in any way, shape or form. You can go on it on your computer or on your uh, iPhone, and um, you can just quickly write a review, even if you don't listen on that app. But again, it helps give my podcast more visibility. So it's kind of like sharing my podcast um, at a new level, greater level. But um, it's just so nice and heartwarming for me to hear when people do share my podcast and I really appreciate all the feedback that I get because I get lots of people emailing me and DMing me on Instagram and WhatsApping me. And it's really heartwarming. If you have been struggling with nausea and vomiting from your pregnancy, Emiterm might be the answer for you. Emiterm is a safe and effective anti-nausea wristband that prevents and relieves nausea and vomiting induced by pregnancy or motion, such as car and boat rides. It releases a low-frequency pulse that travels through the body's nervous system to the part of the brain which controls the stomach. This interrupts the nausea signal pathways. Emiterm is FDA-cleared and designed to put you in control when you need drug-free therapy with no worries about potential side effects. Users can choose from five levels of intensity to achieve the best effect. The unique wristband design holds the device in place and makes it easy to put on and take off. It is FSA and HSA eligible, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and a one-year warranty. Go to emeterm.com, that's E-M-E-T-E-R-M.com, and use code HAPPYBIRTHWAY for 20% off of your purchase. You can find the link in the episode show notes. Having a fussy, nonstop crying baby can take all the joy out of motherhood. Is it gas? Is it constipation? Is it colic? It's hard to know, but there is a solution for all of those. Happy Tummy is a waistband that comes with an herbal pouch. When you microwave the pouch and apply the waistband to your fussy baby, your baby is instantly soothed. That's thanks to natural formulation of herbs including flaxseed, chamomile, lemongrass, peppermint, spearmint, and lavender. Happy Tummy is all natural, no drugs or drops. And not only does it quickly soothe your baby, but it smells terrific. Happy Tummy also has adult-sized waistbands, which mothers love for cramps, stomach aches, and back aches. Use my code HAPPYBIRTHWAY for 10% off your whole order on happytummy.com. That's H-A-P-P-I-T-U-M-M-I.com. Code HAPPYBIRTHWAY for 10% off. Let's start with the actual heart of this episode, which is postpartum Pitocin. I already covered labor Pitocin in two prior episodes, just a few episodes back. So um, you can listen to those if you haven't yet. And now we're going to be talking about postpartum Pitocin. It's a lot more common to be given. And um, 
you know, some of you had great questions. Um, so I would like to discuss it. Um, so what happens is, is after you give birth, after the baby comes out, it's called third stage of labor. So second stage of labor is actually once you're dilated and pushing the baby out, these are clinical terms. And then third stage of labor is after that, before delivery of placenta. Um, and that's when you're delivering the placenta and that's the immediate postpartum period. Um, and at the third stage of labor, at this time, you are at greatest risk to have a hemorrhage. Um, and a hemorrhage, postpartum hemorrhage is the number one cause for the morbidity and mortality of um, mothers. So it's the number one cause of death for mothers. And so it's something that we take very, very, very seriously. Um, you know, your body has so much more blood volume in it when you're pregnant. Um, and so it's, you know, by the time you lose a lot of blood, it kind of is able to compensate in the beginning for it. And by the time you lose a lot of blood, sometimes it's hard to notice it right away. And again, by that time, it just becomes a lot harder to treat. So with postpartum hemorrhage, we want to really intervene as soon as possible. We want to observe very closely, and that's why after birth, you will be monitored a lot more closely in the hospital. And I, by the way, cover all of this. These, This is just like a small sampling of what I actually cover in my entire course after the birth. And so postpartum hemorrhage is taken very seriously. Um, and in underdeveloped countries that don't have any medications, you know, the the death rate of mothers is very, very high. And medications like Pitocin, when it's sent over there to those countries, it's like life-saving for these people and for these mothers. And so I have to tell you that, you know, sometimes Pitocin can turn into an ugly word, and especially in labor, it has different things. But postpartum, we're really lucky to have this medication. There are other medications for postpartum hemorrhage, but Postpartum Pitocin is given usually standard in most hospitals. Um, I don't think in birth centers and home births it's given unless there are signs that a mother is exhibiting um, or has risk factors for postpartum hemorrhage. I don't think that it's otherwise routinely given, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, a postpartum Pitocin is, Pitocin in general, the medication Pitocin is what's called a uterotonic. And I love explaining this like medical nomenclature. Utero is uterus and tonic is tone. So what it does is, is it makes your uterus contract and your uterus needs to continue to contract after you give birth. And so um, postpartum Pitocin will allow it to continue to contract and that helps it clamp down on that large wound that your placenta leaves behind in your uterus and helps it clamp down on that because if it doesn't, then that wound will bleed. There have been studies about what's called active management of the third stage of labor. And what that means is, is actively applying interventions in order to help prevent postpartum hemorrhage, both for those who are at risk for postpartum hemorrhage, they have certain risk factors, which I'll briefly go through, and for those who are low risk, they, they don't have any of the common risk factors, although you should know that postpartum hemorrhage can happen to anyone um, 
you know, risk factors or not. We're just watching a lot more closely when somebody does have risk factors for postpartum hemorrhage that may put them at an increased likelihood of having it. And so these studies, there are several different interventions that uh, were applied besides for the postpartum Pitocin administration. And out of these interventions, the only one that has been actually shown to decrease the likelihood of having, so decrease the rate of a postpartum hemorrhage out of all of these interventions, and these were large reviews, there are Cochrane Cochrane reviews um, where they, you know, it was a meta-analysis. They took many, many, many studies in order to extract their data. And of course, you know, with research, there's some better quality data um, and there's some lower quality, which, you know, just has a lower reliability rate. But in general, so that's why evaluating so many different studies um, can give us a better answer for evidence. And the evidence shows that administration of postpartum Pitocin in the third stage without any actual signs of postpartum hemorrhage, but just right after the baby is born, that has been shown to be effective to decrease the rate of postpartum hemorrhage. And by a really significant amount, by 50%. So postpartum Pitocin is really recognized as a really significant factor, administration of it, in reducing postpartum hemorrhage. And I think that I'd probably be safe to say that all hospitals, um, probably 99.9% of hospitals in the United States, routinely administer it to every single patient, high risk or not, after the birth of the baby, some before the placenta is expelled, and some after. Um, And so if you're having a hospital birth, that's going to be the normal expectation. Usually it is administered via IV. um, If you have IV access and, um, you know, there are there's no actual rate that has been shown to be the best rate of you know how much you get, but you're definitely going to be getting it at a much faster and larger rate than if um, than during labor, where we kind of you know you'll listen to that episode if you haven't, where we kind of go up slowly by in incremental doses. And um, so every hospital has its own specific policy as to how fast or slow or whatever they administer the postpartum pitocin. Before we continue, I wanted to let you know about a revolutionary diaper brand called Diaper, D-Y-P-E-R. These eco-friendly diapers are made with viscose from bamboo, so they're soft on your baby's skin while still being extra absorbent to handle your baby's biggest accidents. Diaper wants to pass on the savings directly to you by cutting out the middleman. They ship your diapers to you for a low, predictable price with no extras or gotchas. Set your subscription and let them deliver the exact quantity you need. If you need more, they'll deliver them promptly with their exclusive SOS service. If you need less, send them back with a prepaid label. You can precisely manage your deliveries using their website or their mobile app. One of the products that I think is really cool is their Diaper Sense. It's a small sensor that you attach to your baby's diaper and it continuously monitors the temperature and humidity surrounding their skin. It will help you optimize your diaper changes, reduce overall diaper use, and may help reduce instances of skin rash due to prolonged exposure to moisture. All you do is snap it to the outside of the diaper and connect it to diaper's 
app. It will notify you when number one or number two happens. Subscribe through the link in my show notes and you will get a free bonus diaper bag just for trying them out. You can cancel any time with no obligation, but still keep the bag. KiwiCo crates are a monthly subscription of crates that come filled with age-appropriate STEAM projects for kids, from toddlers to teenagers and even adults. STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Every crate explores a different theme designed to spark creativity, thinking, and learning. All projects, inspiration, and activities are created by a team of product designers in-house and rigorously tested by kids. KiwiCo offers all different product lines spanning a variety of interests and age ranges. Panda Crate is for babies from 0 to 24 months. Each crate helps babies learn by doing what they do best, playing, exploring, and most importantly, interacting with the people in their lives. Crates arrive every other month and are filled with two months worth of content. So if you're trying to figure out what a developmentally appropriate way to interact with your baby is, Panda Crates will take the guesswork out. For an exclusive 30% off discount on your first month subscription, go to kiwico.com, that's K-I-W-I-C-O.com, and enter code LEARN30 at checkout. That's kiwico.com, code LEARN30 at checkout. Now, if you don't have IV access, then the Pitocin will be administered via a shot, IM. Um, And so here's my conflict. This is something that I reflect back on my practice, you know, and, and we just, we always have to constantly reflect and improve our practice. Somehow it just becomes our assumption in the hospital that, you know, that we just give the postpartum Pitocin without even asking the patient because it's part of the policy and it's just like so standard um, and ingrained in us. And as the years passed and as I read more and as I heard more stories and as my patients have given me feedback, I realized that most of the time I wasn't like actually telling the patient beforehand, um, you know, we administer postpartum Pitocin routinely. And patients would ask me like, what's going on? What is this that you're giving me right now via IV? And so now I'm a lot more mindful to tell my patients and explain to them to the best of my abilities and that the circumstance allows um, that we administer this after birth. And um, the reasons why, well, just a brief overview. And it kind of like, I, I feel I have this ethical like regret. We are really like, I'm very into informed consent and every patient should know what procedure is being recommended, what medication is being given and why and educated on it. And that was something that I really wasn't good at. And I think overall in hospitals in general, it's in this particular instance, we're really not good at informing the patient beforehand, including a shot, because I remember like I'd have patients who um, gave birth quickly or even not, and they didn't have IV access because you don't always have to have IV access. You can refuse it, and especially if you're low risk, low intervention. And um, again, that's a very separate conversation. I'm not getting into that. But even then, I would just be like, you know, in the chaos of everything, I'd just be like, okay, I'm going to give you this shot of Pitocin. It's going to help decrease your risk for postpartum hemorrhage. And like, they don't really know what's going on. And they just, you know, imperceptibly nod or something and gave it to them. And I do feel bad now. I, I have regret. And I feel like I I have improved my practice and really, especially if it's a more controlled environment beforehand to educate my patients and let them know that this is going to be happening and why. 
So this is active management of the third stage of labor versus expectant management where the patient does not get Pitocin, that you don't get Pitocin after you have a baby. So here's the thing with all of these studies that have determined Pitocin to be an important factor in decreasing the rate of postpartum hemorrhage. The studies are mixed and they're looking at a variety of different ways that someone gave birth and um, they they were looking at a, a mixed population of patients that both were at high risk for postpartum hemorrhage and were not at high risk for postpartum hemorrhage. Um, And so there's very little, there are very few studies that really you can extract the data to focus more on the lower risk population to see does it really help in the lower risk population as well. Some studies have concluded that it does and other studies have found no difference. And so it's really kind of inconclusive. Um, We don't have enough data to really support and say for sure with certainty that it's for both high-risk and low-risk patients together. And so this is kind of an ongoing conversation. It should be an ongoing conversation with your provider, with your doctor or midwife regarding whether you're going to have Pitocin postpartum or not. And like I said, in the hospital, it's really standard that you're given that Pitocin. Um, and so if you have, if you're at low risk for postpartum hemorrhage, and actually I thought I was going to go over the risk factors in this episode. I'm going to have to save it for uh, the next episode or the, you know, the episode coming up, hopefully Hopefully soon on postpartum hemorrhage, I'll go through all the different risk factors. But if you're at low risk, um, the guidelines are really that it should be an ongoing conversation and it should be a shared decision. And you know, I'm all about shared decision making, where you can really ask for the numbers, and you know, you can really evaluate what, why you want the, you know, why you would want it, why you wouldn't want it, what will be the downsides, etc. Um, you evaluate that with your provider. And so I want to put that out there because in the hospital, 99% of our patients, maybe even more, get postpartum Pitocin. It's so standard and it's so ingrained in us. And when we have a patient that is declining the Pitocin postpartum, um, most of the time it's on like, you know, it's completely reasonable. But because most hospital staff is so like it's it's so ingrained it they are uncomfortable with it and almost they look at it as like this has to be done in order to prevent postpartum hemorrhage and if it's not done then the patient is most certainly going to hemorrhage and that's not true but that's almost the way practice has evolved in the hospital and i see very often that the hospital staff is uncomfortable with patients who decline pitocin and i've even heard them being villainized like they're irresponsible that's not necessarily true um, so again it's a it should be an ongoing discussion but just be prepared to encounter that in case you do decline pitocin especially if in your circumstance it's a completely reasonable thing to do um, so just so you know that out there and I hope that this gave you some insight into postpartum Pitocin. If you have any other questions about it, then call my hotline, which is 203-759-8639. 203-759-8639. I need to make up like a jingle for it.
you know, like I could sing in the middle of the podcast and that people remember the number. Um, <laughs> but if you have anything to say, any comments, any questions about it, then please do so. And I will um, try to include it in a future episode regarding postpartum hemorrhage, because there's so much more to talk about when it comes to postpartum hemorrhage. Um, but this is really the you know, foundation of why postpartum Pitocin is given. And before I end this topic, I do want to emphasize that if you have any risk factors for postpartum hemorrhage or if you have interventions during your labor, such as the infusion of Pitocin and epidural, um, other things that I'll go through more in another episode. I know I keep telling you that. Sorry. But if you have any of those things in your labor, then really it is very responsible and prudent for you to get postpartum Pitocin. The benefits of it really do outweigh the risks of you having a hemorrhage, a postpartum hemorrhage which we have to take very seriously because even the healthiest of patients can have a hemorrhage and it's scary. And again, it's also sometimes hard to pick up in the beginning. And by the time you pick up on it, a lot of blood loss has occurred. Okay, friends, a Freilichen Chanukah to you. Don't forget to look up my After the Birth online course, your last chance until December 31st, 2022. And you know, maybe like, I know I ask you so many times, but maybe like for a Hanukkah present, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed my podcast on both Apple and Spotify, if you have access to both, even if you only listen on one, then can you like for Hanukkah make me a present and do it? Especially like if you do review, just say like, a Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, and here is your Hanukkah gift. Because <laughs> I really, really would view it as that. Okay, friends. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the Happy Birthway Podcast. Head over to Yolwedit Academy on Instagram to continue the conversation. You'll find the link in the episode show notes, as well as links to any additional resources, products, and services mentioned here. If you love listening to this show, you can help it grow by sharing it with your friends and rating and reviewing it. To stay in the loop when new episodes are released, make sure to subscribe. Remember that your health needs are unique and require individualized medical advice. The podcast is not a replacement, and some of the information may not be appropriate for your specific circumstances. My mission is to educate you so that you can confidently collaborate with your healthcare team. I believe that a healthy mom and healthy baby are simply not enough. We also need a happy mom with an empowering birth experience.